0: This episode is brought to you by Pray, Plan, Prosper. Pray, Plan, Prosper is a prophetic calendar planning event that is really focused on planning that is guided by Holy Spirit. Are you in a place where you're saying, you know what, I need clarity. I need alignment about my next steps and I really want to implement this God-given idea, Pray, Plan, Prosper is for you. The next workshop will be held on November 13th, 10 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But we'll enjoy two and a half packed hours of prophetically planning as God guides our next steps. Listen, this workshop has been groundbreaking and amazing for so many people. And I'm excited that God is allowing me and leading me to do it again this year year. So if you're ready to go ahead and get your planning on and implement those God ideas, go on over to the show notes and click the link for PPP. Let's do it. You are now tuning in to Spirituality Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Latanya Moore. This is the place where we cover all things related to your spiritual maturity. I'm talking topics, experiences, and application. It's also the place where you can receive practical tips when you are ready to strengthen your relationship with God. Hashtag practical. So let's not waste any time. Let's jump right in to today's episode. Hey, 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 listen, I am so hyped. I'm always excited when I turn on this mic because I know the power that is in activating my voice and using the voice that God gave me. So if God is calling you to activate your voice in this season, baby, can I help you? Let me help you. I created a podcast ebook for any person who wants to start a podcast and who really wants to get their voice out there into the world. And God specifically said to me that this is for the people who have walked in fear, Mm, because I know what that's like. He said that this is for the people who are walt in fear or the people who feel like they need all of these things to get started and they don't. So go ahead, click the link in my bio when you're done listening to this episode and grab the ebook how to start a podcast, the hashtag practical way to activate your voice. All right. So I'm so excited because listen, when I tell you things transpire quickly. For this episode baby i mean quickly on october 14th i posted a story on instagram and facebook about me taking communion many of you know that i take communion every day i get a response and it is pastor charles who is telling me his experience and what he knows about the benefits of taking communion so in a matter of two days the lord has aligned a whole episode and what i love about god is that this is already on the list of topics that God gave me for season three. I didn't know it was gonna come this early, but baby, he aligned that thing, okay? And quickly, cause that's what God does. That's how my daddy do. So if this is your first time here, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited that you decided to join today in on a discussion, grab your coffee, grab your tea, because this is about to be good, good, okay? There are also lots of episodes in season one and season two and i want you to make sure that you go back there as well but we're so happy to have you to my podcast pros who who just you know stick with me side by side who go ahead and they, they make sure that they keep me together okay and to all my other listeners i am so excited to have you all listening today i am so grateful i'm grateful 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 for every testimony and everything that you've shared with me about the podcast Woo! this obedience thing y'all It feels good. It really feels good. All right, let's jump in because can I just tell you, can I, first let me ask you a question. When was the last time you took communion? You know, that good bread and wine, you know, the little bread, the little wine, like when was the last time you took communion? I know they told you that you can only take it on a certain Sunday. I know they told you first Sundays or a third Sunday or whatever it was at the Baptist church or the old school church told you. Mm Mm-mm. I know someone told you that someone else had to pray over the bread and wine and you couldn't do it yourself. Mm mm. I know someone told you that you had to have the official little cups and, you know, be real official with it. Mm mm. Y'all, I came to debunk a lot of these myths about bread and wine and to tell you some of the experiences that I have had personally, you know, with taking communion, right? And what it really means to me. So I know even when you see this topic, it's like, um, this is kind of old school. <laughs> this is something that a lot of people don't really talk about. You know, I can't believe she addressing this on the podcast. Uh-huh. I sure am because I know that if you get these practical tips, okay, it can change your life. Change your whole life. And you know I'm all about relationship with God. I'm all about moving from the religious, you know, traditional follow these steps to get to the relationship with God. And I'm like, no, get straight to the relationship with God. And so this is one of the things that really shifted things for me and uh, in my relationship with God. And I just want to share it with you. I want you to know about it, all right? So as for me in my house, I take communion every day. <laughs> and I remember, uh, I remember when I was on the phone with my grandmother one morning, and I was like, I'm about to take my communion. And she's like, okay, so she went and grabbed like her own bread and wine out of her kitchen. And then I like, you know, prayed over the, uh the bread and wine and everything. And I was like, all right, I said, you want me to call you tomorrow when I take it? and she was like you can't take it tomorrow and i was like why not and she was like you're not supposed to take it all the time i was like grandma it says take it as often as you remember me and she was like no you're not supposed to do that so then i went into straight education mode about what i read in the bible and it's so interesting to see like how things shift and change right even as you start to learn more and you begin to share it with your family members who have always kind of done this traditional thing as well right so it was 2020, the end of 2020, and I kept hearing God tell me to commune with him, commune with him. I started to even look up the word commune, and I wanted to know more about this fellowship and this, um, this relationship because I felt like, you know, God, I thought I was doing good. Like, you know, I'm spending time with you every day. I don't, you know, put a cap or a lemon on my prayer time. Like, I'm doing all these things. And then I became, you know, really keen on communion, right? And I started to wonder, like, is this what God is calling me to do? And I began to see myself taking bread and wine. And so I started, I like literally ordered little cups from Amazon and I started to take communion every single day in 2021, right? There's a couple of days that I missed, like, especially if I was out of town, I forgot my cup, but you know, so I started to take communion every single day. And so when I tell you that I have literally seen so many benefits uh, for me personally, like literally as I take communion every day, I begin to, I use that time to spend, of course, with God. It doesn't take me, you know, a really long time. It's all of like five, six minutes, but it is just that remembrance of him, right? It's remembering that I am in covenant with him, that I'm in blood covenant with him and that I'm asking him to go ahead of me, you know, for the day. I'm asking him for the strength that I need that day. I'm asking him for the strategies that I need that day. I'm asking him to be renewed and restored and, you know, to do everything. That he has called me to do in that day, right? And I partner it with. The communion, right? I, I always say, like you know, this is your body. I take it, you know, I break it, and um, and I and I ask God to give me the strength that I need through that bread. I ask Him to, you know, um, to do anything in me, right, that needs to be transformed. And then I take the the little cup of juice. Okay, it's tiny, but a little swallow. I take that and I ask God to just, ooh, just restore me, right? To I know that there's restoration in the blood. There's healing in the blood. Anything I need is in the blood and so i begin to just speak over my day and my life and when i tell you there are plenty of days that i wake up and i am tired okay i'm like very tired not only because i don't stayed up too late but that's one thing okay but it's also because i might be getting up in the middle of the night or it's like i you know might be fighting something what have you and so he always restores me right and so bread and wine for me has been really like a lifesaver. I've told, you know, my friends sometimes I'm like, whoa, I woke up and I was so tired and I couldn't get it together until I took communion. Yeah. Like that's how big it's been for me. So I just want to debunk some of these myths that like you can only take it on Sundays or certain Sundays. No, that is not what the Bible says. The Bible doesn't say that you have to wait until, you know, a certain Sunday or Sunday at all to take communion. You can find the Lord's Supper... Passover um, in Matthew 26, Mark 14, and Luke 22. And you also find Paul's account of it uh, as well in 1 Corinthians 11. So I'm going to read from 1 Corinthians um, verses 23 through 30, just so you have the full context here as I talk about some of the myths. So verse 20, this is a New Living Translation. It says, for I pass on to you what I receive from the Lord himself, On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it into pieces and said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this to remember me. Verse 25 says, in the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this to remember me as often as you drink it. Verse 26, for every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. So, anyone who eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord unworthily is guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. That is why you should examine yourself before eating the bread and drinking the cup. For if you eat the bread or drink the cup without honoring the body of Christ, you are eating and drinking God's judgment upon yourself. That is why many of you are weak and sick, and some have died. So, I think that leads to. That last kind of verse really leads to, you know, some of the reasons why I feel like people haven't taken communion. It's because of the thought and or the myth that if you take it and you've sinned, you know, you're basically drinking damnation upon yourself. The Bible says, <laughs> um, specifically, to examine yourself, right? And so examining yourself means searching your heart, searching your life, doing all those things. And in that moment. It is okay to seek forgiveness from God. We should be doing that anyway, right? We talk about that in the Acts Method of Prayer. It's okay to seek forgiveness from God. It's okay to, to repent, you know, before you drink before you take the bread, it's okay to, you know, um, ask God to cleanse you, right? And and seek that forgiveness. So that's another myth that I was told, especially by older people, is that if I've sinned, then I cannot take bread and wine. I always talk to myself, well, how am I supposed to be cleansed? You know what I'm saying? Like, how am I supposed to get free <laughs> if I can't take this, right? So learned later you know of course um that you could you can pray that's that's what it's all about you know and so you know ask god for forgiveness the other thing is you don't have to have those official cups all right i do have them but if you have bread and you've got wine okay even it the grape juice okay the grape juice when you have these elements in your home then you can take bread and wine anytime you want right and so i want you to know that you can definitely pray over your own bread and wine. You don't have to wait for a clergy member to do that for you. You can do that yourself. Remember, God has given us the keys, okay? So you have the power, you have the authority to pray over your own elements as well. So my experience has been amazing with taking bread and wine every day. I know one thing that has been beneficial for me is you know, kind of listening to the same worship song and really getting into a place where I'm like clearing my heart and searching my heart and really asking God to go before me into the day. And so it has literally just shifted the way that I even think about my mornings, because I'm telling y'all, sometimes my mornings are just like, what What happened last night? Did I get beat up in my sleep <laughs> what? But sometimes um, it's a little bit harder But I always know that when I take my communion, that I'm going to feel 10 times better. And so I feel strength in that and I feel encouragement in that to move forward. Listen, we have an amazing guest. Pastor Charles is here to give us a lot of practical tips for us to really walk freely in this thing, y'all, to really break off those traditions and move into more of a relationship with God so that you can be tied to him as one, all right? So let's move on to the E, the experience. Bishop Charles W. Johnson has had the call of God on his life since the tender age of 12. The son of an apostolic pastor, he has served in ministry all of his life. He is determined to preach purpose and destiny into the lives of God's people, helping them to reach their full potential. He has been married for 29 years and has two sons who are both active in ministry. His wife serves as pastor beside him at the well, and together they are leading a thriving congregation. He serves the community as a faith-based representative on two local boards, Wake County Community Collaborative and Wake County Gang Prevention. He also serves as a spiritual counselor for Visions of Hope Mental Health Agency and on the Triangle Uplift Foundation. He received his Master's of Divinity with a concentration in leadership degree from Liberty University and is currently pursuing his doctorate of ministry degree. His heart is for all to understand that God is concerned about the whole man in every facet of life. So Pastor Charles, welcome to the podcast.
1: I'm so glad to be here. This is the best part of my day right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it too. Y'all, let me tell you how God works. So you all know, I love jumping on my stories. I'm always talking about something, you know, whatever it is I'm being led to talk about on my stories. And I'm talking about communion and Pastor Um Charles responds. And he says, this is something I love to talk about. This is something, you know, he starts talking about the benefits of communion. I'm like, Oh yeah, he said he would love to be on the podcast. When I tell y'all, I send him that link so fast. Okay, fast. So this is, I know, a divine connection that God wanted to set up, right? He's already placed something in you that needs to be shared out to the world. So I'm so happy to partner with you on today.
1: It's an honor, it's an honor to be here.
0: Yeah, so let's jump right in because we're talking about all things communion, we have had this freedom series, and when we had the freedom series, I kept telling you know all of my listeners. I said, "Listen, we freed ourselves from some things, and that means we need to replace it right with the things of God." And so we've talked about prayer, we've talked about you know uh, intimacy with God and relationship, and so now we're moving into this communion piece, which right. I absolutely love. So tell yes. us, how would you define communing with God?
1: The the Hebrew word. Is decarot, decarot. It actually means to cleave to. Um, it's very similar to the scripture. It's the same word actually to the scripture that a woman shall leave her, her family and cleave to her husband. It really means to be stuck to, to um, not just fellowship with, like, you know, like you and I would fellowship, you know, just kind of talking. No, it means like an intimacy where we would talk about deep, meaningful things. Um, And when it comes to Holy Communion, even the word communion is nowhere mentioned in the Bible. It's really a Greek word um, that comes from the Hebrew word, dekorot, which means to cleave. So when we talk about Holy Communion, and from the Hebraic perspective, it's more than just, you know, the little juice and the, 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 <laughs> the, the, the little, you know, horrible taste of a piece of bread. It's more than that. This is it's an opportunity for us to get to know God. God gets to know us. And it really speaks to what God wants. It's uh, another Hebrew word called uh, the hood. There's a prayer called the Shema. And the Shema goes like this. In the Hebrew, it says, Shema Israel Adonai. Eloheinu Adonai Ahad. Ahad, there means one. God is always about making us one with Him. And through communion, we become one with Him. You know, there's no sickness in Him, there's no disability in Him, there's no uh, poverty in Him. So whenever we are participating in communion, I know I'm getting way ahead, but whenever we participate in this uh, sacrament, we literally, become one with him so that's
0: the spirit on that okay i'm getting okay i feel god Mm -hmm. we become one with him when we take communion when we commune with him okay come on breaking out all the greek words because you know i when i'm in my strong concordance let me just tell you how i can't pronounce half of the stuff in there but i'm like (laughs) okay lord (laughs) and you are just uh pronouncing i mean just okay you've been in study
1: (laughs) a little bit (laughs)
0: <laughs> i love it i also love that you said that um that it speaks to what god wants this is what he desires from us this exactly. close relationship this oneness so we can become more like him
1: yeah that is such the the heart and the mind of god that it's not supposed to be he's way up there and you're way down here he wants to walk with you um if you look in in genesis when um adam failed one of the things that God did, you know, we see it, He says he walked uh, in the cool of the morning, in the cool of the day. And he said, Adam, where are you? And this was after Adam had failed. So what does that mean? That even in our fallen state, even when we do wrong, even when we're not right, even when we make mistakes, he still wants to fellowship. He still wants to talk to you and be around you. It's man that throws you away when you mess up. It's man that kicks you to the curb when you don't follow through. But God is like, I always want to be around you. Matter of fact, I want to be around you even more when you mess up, because that means you need me now. You need me more now. So so this whole um, thing about communion and this whole um, uh, attitude that God wants to be around us. Does not mean you have to be sinless. It's not you got to be mistakeless. No, he wants to be around you in whatever condition you're in. Whatever you are in your life, he wants to be around you. And communion is a part of that, wanting to be with you.
0: I absolutely love that. Y'all thought the freedom in this as well, because when you said he still wants to be with you, like as you gave the example of of Adam, even after he fell, right? But what happens to us is that we begin to to feel exposed the same way that Adam and Eve did, and we go hide we like, Oh, I don't want to tell God. I don't want, I feel shame, you know? And we, Mm -hmm. instead of going toward him, we, we go away. Like we move away because we feel that shame and I want this to free somebody even in this moment, right? That, that even in your fall, he's still right there that you can still move closer to him with all of you and all your exposed self. Okay. All your stuff.
1: Yeah. (laughs) All your
0: stuff. Take it all. It's
1: it's religion that keeps us away from him. Mm. Um, it's our, you know, religious belief systems and our traditions and um, the things that we have been taught and programmed that cause us to push away from God. And what we do, we, we're we're making God human. You know, if if God is if if I've done something wrong, it means He's mad and He don't want to be around me. All that's human. That's not God. All that is human. So, um, and, and and this is just my theology. It may not be everybody's theology. I feel like God knows everything anyway. So he knows what your proclivities are. He knows where you're going to misstep. So he's already gone ahead of you. There is a, um, a Hebrew word, Psalm 46. Psalm 46, uh, verse number one, God is a very present help in the time of trouble. The whole phrase, very present help in the time of trouble, is a Hebrew word, nematsameyo, Now it means... God's help is speedy, but by extension, it actually means God has helped me the day before I needed it. <laughs> I'm about to run. <laughs> so, so even, even, Ooh. even oh, God's already anticipated. it. God's already gone ahead of that and planned for forgiveness already. Thank He's God. already worked. Out. So the enemy is always a dollar short and a day late. He's always behind you. He's never ahead of you because God's already worked that stuff out.
0: Okay, I am just appreciating all of your Greek and Hebrew study right now. <laughs> I need to do more. I need to do more. Oh my gosh. So even as you think about, you know, communion and holy communion, help us understand some of the benefits of holy communion.
1: Okay. Um, one, because communion is not there, we get introduced to this supper from Jesus during Passover. So what we call communion Hebraically, is actually Passover. And when he is participating in Passover, he does you know what we know, he breaks the bread and he, uh, they drink the wine. Now, the bread is symbolic. And if you go to Isaiah 53 and five, I believe it is, um, it talks about uh, he was bruised for our iniquities, right? So what is an iniquity? And let me let me kind of go back even further. Uh, sins, transgressions, and iniquities can only be performed by people that are his. The Bible talks about the heathen. The heathen cares nothing about God, nothing what God is, you know, what he wants, but it is only the believer who knows what he desires, who has read his word, fellowship with him. So we're the only ones that can transgress, uh, have iniquity, and sin. So this whole thing is not about the unbeliever. This whole thing is about us. So when we take on his body, we are taking on forgiveness for our physical sin, the things that we do physically. It may be lying, cheating, having sex out of marriage. Whatever it is, we take on that healing because it affects the body. Then we have the blood. His blood actually speaks to a couple of things. One, it speaks to, yes, forgiveness, but when we take on Jesus's blood, Jesus's blood was pure. It was positively, absolutely pure. Nothing wrong with it. So when we take it in, we take on healing for any blood disease that we may have in our bodies. We take on a healing for even our minds. It also says um, the chastisement of our peace was upon him. So mentally, we take on peace in our minds. Yes, we take Lord. on healing in our bodies. We take on uh, confidence we take on a wholeness and a completeness. The Hebrew says the shalom. Everything complete, nothing broken. So when we're participating in communion, these are the things that are happening in us. But if you don't know, if you don't have the revelation of it, you can't participate in the blessing. And this is why it's so important for us to be able to not just do it because somebody told us to do it, but to understand why we're actually doing it.
0: That's so good. Woo! Let me tell you, cause I just talked about this and how mm-hmm. I feel every morning after I take communion, I, yes. can, I have a lot of rough mornings and, um, and I have a lot of rough mornings One, because I stay up late at night, but two, I'm up, like I might get up. I might be dreaming. I might be, you know what I mean? There's something got to say. so like, I feel like my mornings are, they take off quite slowly, but when I take communion, it's like, I put a whole cake on It's uh, my peace comes over me. I feel that confidence that you're talking about. I feel like literally it's my strength is there. That's where it is. Yes. And I'm so glad that you broke it down this way, you know, what the body represents, what the blood represents, because, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like we have gotten into this, uh, this routine, right? Where it's like, all mm-hmm. right, you take the juice and you take the bread, you break it and then you, you know, you go for down, right? And yes. we don't know the benefits that are really happening for us in those
1: moments. Right. We're just doing it because- we're supposed to do it. Even the uh, l- little flat, horrible tasting bread, you know, uh, it speaks to the bread not having any leaven in it or no sin in it. And of course, there was no sin in Jesus. So when we see these pictures and they're at, they got loaves of bread, they didn't have loaves of bread. They would not have done that during that time. So the things that we are able to benefit from all come to an understanding of what we're doing and why we actually do it. The the issue I think some of us have is that, one, we don't take advantage of the information that's around us. Uh, And a lot of people don't do like you have done, is to look outside of a religious um, mindset, attitude, and ask the question. We do it because other people have told us to do it. And the people that told us to do it, they got it from somebody else. And that person got it from somebody else and probably couldn't read. So we just perpetuate this whole misunderstanding of the scripture. Um, And it's really now in a pandemic with the power of the communion is something that believers really need to be taking if not every day, at least several times a day because the Bible talks about, well, you don't have to take it on Sunday. You don't have to have a special song. You don't have to have a special prayer. You don't have to be dressed a, a particular way. You don't need a pastor there to lead you through it. No, you can gather your family around and you can do it any time of the day. Uh, because as, as oft as you do this, you are remembering or you are remembering yourself. You're being remembered to me. You're being reconnected to me. This is so good. <laughs>
0: I I pray someone is being released right now because these are some of the myths that I've heard, right? That you have to be in a church to take communion. You have to be led by a pastor to take communion. You have Mm -hmm. to do it on a certain day, or if you've sinned, you can't take it. It's like, what is happening?
1: (laughs) (laughs) All those things, all those religious things that we have, um, stop us from really experiencing who God is.
0: Yeah, yeah. That really goes into like, what are some of the reasons why? Like we as a body of Christ become so um, traditional with communion. And I really do, it just takes it back to, you know, we do it because this is what we heard. This is what we've seen. And that person, this is what they've heard. This is what they've seen, right? right? I'm like looking for the pastors like you, who's like willing to break tradition, right? right. <laughs> Who right. willing to tell their congregation, like, go ahead and get you some bread and wine. Like, you know, go ahead. And whether you want to order it from, cause I order mine from Amazon, but you know, you can go to the store and get some of those little crackers if you want to. Like, it's yeah. all right.
1: <laughs> yeah, now here in my home, we have what's called a uh, matzah bread. And the matzah bread actually has this it's brown bread or it's kind of a tan bread, but in between there are holes in the bread and there are dark spaces in the bread. The holes in the bread represents you know, the body, Christ's body that was pierced. And he actually bled from seven different places on his body. And then the, the, the darker areas of the bread represents the bruising. Because that's what happens when you get bruised, it becomes a darker area on your skin. So literally, here in our home, whenever we're taking communion, whenever we look at the bread, it reminds us of the healing that happened on the cross, the bruising that he went through, and that because we're taking it in, we become one with him, we don't have to experience it because he was our Passover, Passuk lamb. Come on. He on, that was bruised. He was the one that was hurt, that was beat on, um, so that we could experience the blessing of uh, what that communion or what that passock is supposed to be about.
0: Now where are y'all getting this bread from? Uh,
1: <laughs> I got it from Food Lion. Really? Wow. <laughs> I got it from Food Lion. I sure did. Right I sure here, did. of um, bread is what it's called. Motza bread.
0: of bread. Wow, matzo matzo that's bread. amazing. I think this is a good time to take a break and just remind you that if you're listening to this podcast and you are loving what you hear to go over to apple go over to spotify go over to whatever podcast platform you're listening to right now and rate this podcast come on y'all i need some fives i need five stars so rate the podcast a review in. Let me know what you're thinking because that is how this podcast will rise to the top and I seek to be amongst the number one players. So please go ahead, rate, review, subscribe, and share. Thank you. Man, well, you have already educated us so, so much. I appreciate it. I hope that uh, that if you're listening, that you have broken free already from the norms of this thought, you know, that we've had about communion. But here mm-hmm. on spirituality, we love practical tips. OK, because we know if you keep it practical. We can go ahead and we can begin to do some things about it. Right. Like we can shift right, right away. And so mm-hmm. what practical tips would you provide to those who want to take communion in their own home?
1: Um, there are a couple of things you can do. I have a personal communion kit, and it has the place where you can put the bread and the place you can put the cup and all that kind of stuff. I would encourage you to go to any, any Bible bookstore, and you can get one of those personal little kits. So wherever you are at any time, and it also has a little bottle you carry around your little grape juice in it. So I would encourage you to go and get that. Also, I would encourage you to start where you are. One thing that I love about God is that he sees your heart over your actions. If your heart is toward pleasing him in this way, he receives that. He takes that like he did with Abraham as righteousness, as approval. So I would start wherever you are. Don't try to get it perfect. You don't have to read the right scripture. God is watching your heart. Now, it's not about perfection. It's about progression. So the more you learn, the more he reveals to you, he's holding you responsible for that revelation. Okay. But the important thing is to just start. And you can start with children, even though they may not understand the whole, you know, the, the, the whole aspect of what we're doing, at least now you're programming them and you're training them. This is what keeps us healed. This is what keeps keeps us from going off the edge. This is what keeps us from freaking out and all that kind of stuff. This is what's keeping us from, you know, this whole pandemic thing. Train them up early. Train the child in the way that he should go. When he gets older, he will not depart. So you can start your children anywhere you want to start your children. And I know sometimes you don't always have a father there to lead it. Mom, you can do it. Grandma, you can do it. Okay, so don't use these excuses. I don't have no man in my house. I need a man. No, you don't need need any of that. So go get you a little kit if you need to, if you want to, you can do that and start where you are. Don't have to be perfect, but you do need to have progression. So as the Holy Spirit reveals new information to you, you take it in the best way you can. You start to apply that and God is going to honor your heart toward it, even though you're not doing the mechanics perfectly.
0: Oh, that's so good. So go get a kit, bread and wine, right? Uh, As I mentioned, I order mine from Amazon, so they actually come in the little cups with the bread if y'all want that. Also, start where you are. I really, I so appreciate that starting where you are because sometimes, especially as a baby in Christ, you feel like you need to get it right. You feel like you have to have the perfect scripture. So I appreciate you just releasing people from that right now, right? And, and even if you don't have your scriptures all lined up, right, where you're, you're saying um, what they said at Passover, just praying about what you're about to do in the act of it, Right. And um, and what I need this blood to do today, because I'd be like, Lord, I need this blood. Blood. (laughs) Lord, I need the blood to restore me. Your blood is is restoring. Your blood is strength. Your blood renews. Your blood gives me the right mind. Like I say all those things. Uh And every morning it is whatever flows out. It's whatever flows out. And so I love that you said that. I also love that you need to start with your babies. Okay.
1: Yeah. Let's
0: get these kids some bread and wine. Okay. I I want them going to school. Like, yeah, I took (laughs) bread and (laughs) wine. So 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 it can catch fire and the other kids start asking about it. But like, how amazing is that to really get your children involved in the community with God as well? So come on, man. So we love to learn a little bit more about you. And I love to do this because there's something that is happening in all of our seasons, right? And what is happening in your season could help free release, help someone else Mm -hmm. grow right in their season. So I love to ask this question to everyone on the podcast. So what is one word that describes what God is teaching you in this season of your life?
1: It would have to be impact. I-M-P-A-C-T, impact. What's happening now and what we are experiencing all over the world there is a model shift, if you understand what I'm I'm saying. Church as we knew it is going away, you know, having to be in the building and having to have this, having to have all the the, the crutches that we are used to having. And so now uh, it's more about how many people, how many people's lives can you impact? Can you, uh, you're not trying to get them to come to your church. You're not trying to get them to be under your cover. No, no, I want to help you get to the next place in God. If I can impact one person and that one person goes and talks to another person, that person goes and talks to another person. Um, That is what God has placed me in, in this part of my life is to impact as many people as I can with like, you know, you and I are talking about just new information, a new understanding, a new revealing of something that we thought we knew. Something that we thought we had that, okay, we got this down pat. Then to find out, uh, maybe not. There's a deeper revelation. There's a deeper understanding. So to be able to make an impact on people's lives, and I, and and pardon me, I'm not even so caught up in your religion necessarily. You know, I'm. I don't. You don't have to be. You don't have to be Christian. You don't have to be. You know, Muslim. I don't really care. Is that if God places you in front of me, whatever He's placed in me, it's my job to give it to you. Now, after I give it to you, you can do whatever it is you you want to do with it. It's totally, completely up to you. My job is to impact your life in a very, very positive way. Um, there's a book called The Science of Getting Rich. And the guy's name is uh, Wallace D. Wattles. And one of his lessons in his very, very old book, 1918, 1920, something like that, one of the things he says is being the impression of increase, being the impression of increase to other people, that when they, when, when they leave your presence, they are better than they were when they came that every time they see you, they know, okay, I'm gonna get something good out of this. He's gonna make sure that I leave better. So impact being an impression of increase, that's the season that I'm in right now. So impact's my one word, I guess you say.
0: Come on, somebody. Okay, (laughs) impact. How many people can I impact? I love too that you said it's not about, you know, trying to be their cover. It's not about trying to get them to, to come to your church because what happens is when you impact, and when they leave with more knowledge, right, or that impress you, like you mentioned, then they want mm-hmm. to be under your covering. They want to come to your church, right, because right. you impacted their lives, and it, that's what right. happens as a result. Um, I also yeah. love that you said that you're not worried about what religion they are, right? Yeah. Um. I was on TikTok the other day. I love TikTok, and I was I was live on TikTok. I was talking about something that's just giving some tips to like really get into their prayer lives. And uh-huh. someone said on there, "Can atheists join?" and I said absolutely as long as you're not going to like try to scam you know what I mean like sometimes they put like scammy things in there and I said as long as you're not going to do that absolutely stayed on the entire time and sent me a dm after and I said okay guys follow her right on back (laughs) I said you know what every time I go live I'm going to let her know so that she can come on and hear the goodness of Jesus like you know and so yeah. it's not like, you know, I have Muslims who listen to my podcast. Listen, I can't even believe it sometimes that mm-hmm. I feel like I'm converting people, I'll be honest. So listen, yeah. keep doing what you're doing.
1: <laughs> right. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time.
0: Bite at a time. One okay. bite at a
1: time. Get them yeah. one scripture, another scripture, then you pray for them and then it comes to pass. Oh, yeah.
0: Absolutely. I love it. Man, so as we wrap up, is there any like final word that you want to share on communion um, and just, you know, anything that um, has been on your heart and that God has placed inside you?
1: One of the things about communion that I love is that it is totally about uh, fellowship with God as well as fellowship with his people. Usually in the Bible, Hebraically, when they would do communion, they would always do it together in a group families, friends, or whatever. And so communion is about fellowship with God and then fellowship with each other, understanding that we all need him, that none of us are beyond um, needing forgiveness. None of us are are beyond needing his insight, his help, his protection. So when when I come into communion, I don't come in as pastor or bishop. I come in as Charles needing God, just like Phyllis does, or just, just, just like Samantha does, or Harry does, so that's what I love about it, it's not, it's not about title, it's not about who's up here and who's not, it's about all of us being at the feet of Jesus, receiving his body, receiving his blood, receiving his healing, and then our fellowship one with the other, doing as the Bible said, you know, we are to pray and to carry each other's burdens, that's when we do it, That's how we do it. We are a community. We are a family of believers. We're not just this one person sitting over here and they got it all. And these other people over here are left out. No, that's not how God operates. We are one. That ahad is that one, that we are one with him. So I really, really enjoy communion. And of course, all the things that you've mentioned that communion does. Absolutely. I love it. I go out seven and a half. But after taking communion, I feel like I'm six, 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 seven. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I love it. I said the same thing of like, sometimes I wake up I'm like, whoo, Lord, I really didn't get any sleep last night, but like, I really completely feel restored after I take communion. Um, and I just so happen to listen to the same song when I do, I've been listening to that song kind of all year. It's just like my time with God, you know? And so it's just, it's so helpful and I'm so grateful um, for this opportunity to meet with you and to know that God has placed this in you, right. To really to get out to people. And so it was divine for sure. How can people find you, Pastor Charles? Like, tell us where we can find you, all your social media, uh, your church, all those things
1: well, there's probably very few places where you can't find me. (laughs) I'm on TikTok. I'm on um, uh, Instagram at the underscore successologist on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook at Charles Johnson page two. That's the Roman numeral two. Um, You can also, you can, I know it's old school, but you can call me. Uh, are
0: nine, people are people still making calls nowadays? Like are people still no making calls? calls? <laughs> you know, we like to
1: text uh, now. <laughs> uh, 919-228-9679. Uh, every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, we do we're still streaming our services or you know, using Facebook Live for our services every Sunday morning at 10. So if you want to come through and just kind of sit in the back, that's fine too. But those are all the places where you can where you can find me.
0: All right. So y'all, of course, I will make this easy for you and put all of his links in the show notes so they are fully accessible to you. Well, this has been amazing. I appreciate you so, so much. I'm so glad that God really um, just just aligned this moment, you know? And so we're going to let it do what it does, right? And um, and I pray that as we move into this this application that you all are ready to take yeah. some communion. Okay, let's go. Yeah. So let's move yeah. on to the A, the application. come on the way he came through with the greek and the hebrew (laughs) listen let me tell y'all okay i'll be in my strong concordance all in there can't pronounce nothing i'm talking about breaking it down and I love the way he broke it all down. So I'm so excited about this episode, and um, and this is what you all have learned already. Listen, it's time for the A, the application. Okay, there's some things that we need to try, especially as it relates to our communion. All right, the first thing that God really prompted me to do is to have you pray about how often you should be taking communion. You don't have to go with the norms of, you know, when the church does it, you don't have to go with the norms of what someone else has told you, but in your own relationship building with God, I want you to really, you know, spend time with him and figure out how often he wants you to take it, right? So listen for God's voice, get in his presence and, you know, really understand how often God wants you to take it. And I'll be honest, as much as possible right now, like Pastor Charles said, we in a whole pandemic and it ain't going anywhere. We get new variants all the time. And so it's just a perfect time. I would really suggest as well, if you have any health conditions, to go ahead and take communion, okay? If you have any health conditions, because there is healing power in the blood, all right? So that is the first thing that I want you to do. The second thing that I want you to do is to go grab some bread and wine or some grape juice and crackers Or a piece of something that kind of resembles bread or tastes like bread or a cracker or something. And, you know, something, um, some juice, even if you don't have grape juice right now. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, we about to do this. Like, I kid you not, as I was, you know, praying about this, I just saw myself taking bread and wine with you through the airways. Isn't that amazing? Go ahead, take me wherever you are and take me to your refrigerator. Take me to your cabinets, to your pantry, okay? I want to be all up in there as you grab some bread and wine or anything that resembles bread and wine. I don't need you to be too deep about this and be like, I ain't got no grape juice, but I got orange juice. That's cool. We're going to consider it grape today. I ain't got no bread, but I do have these Ritz crackers. Uh-huh, we're going to use those too, okay? Whatever it is that you have that closely resembles um, bread and wine it's really about, just like Pastor Charles said, your heart, right? So don't get too caught up on the actual element itself and what you have. So in front of me, I have my bread and wine cup. And I am going to, you know, not do a whole church traditional thing at all. I'm going to do what I do in the morning and every morning as I come to God, um, I always play the same song and I absolutely love just listening to this song. I don't know. It's just so restoring, right? It's called Heaven's Secrets and um, it's by Wilder. That's the name of the artist or the group. And I I asked. Alexa to play Heaven's Secrets. And I just begin to just sit there in his presence for a moment or um, stand there. And I just begin to thank God for everything he has done. And so I want you to start doing that. Thanking God. God, I thank you. Lord, I thank you for who you are. God, I thank you for waking me up today. I thank you, Lord, that your your mercies are new every morning. God, I thank you for the grace and the glory that surrounds me. Lord, your presence. Father, as I take communion on this morning, as I do this, Lord, in remembrance of you, I remind myself of the covenant that we have together. God, I remind myself of everything that I have vowed to do, O oh Lord, for your kingdom and my purpose and my calling. Father, this is your body. You said take a bit break. You said eat. Father God, I eat now, oh God, your body. I ask that your body, Lord, gives me strength on today. I thank you that your body has power and that as I eat of it, oh God, that that same power lives, rests, and abides in me. So I eat it now. In this cup, holds your blood. And I thank you now, Lord, that the blood... It's with me god i thank you now god for your blood i thank you that your son jesus died on the cross oh god and this is the blood that represents all healing power father i thank you now god that your blood restores your blood renews god i thank you oh god that your blood has the power to transform me. God, I thank you. Yes, God, that your blood, God, as it enters my body, gives me what I need, oh God, to walk in my assignment on today. Lord, I thank you that your presence is with me because of your blood. So Father, I drink of it. Now, God, I thank you for Just the act of communing with you, God. God, I seek to be closer to you. I seek to be one with you. Father, continue to guide me. Lord, I'll continue to be obedient. I'll continue to surrender my will, oh God, so that I might walk in yours. Lord, here I am. Yes, here I am, oh God. Here I am available to you. Use me as you see fit. God, thank you. Thank you for being a father to me. I appreciate you and I love you so much. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. That my friend is all you need. That's everything you need. Allow God to guide you as you take your communion. Allow him to, you know, fill your room. Allow him to let the words come out of your mouth and from your heart and guide the process that way. There's no perfect way to do this. What matters is that you move in obedience. All right? You got this. So just as we end with a word of prayer um, on every episode, we're going to do the same and really seal our communion. So, Father God, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for who you are, God. I thank you, Lord, that you are the Alpha and Omega. I thank you, God, that you are the beginning and the end. I thank you, Lord, that you are omniscient. God. You know everything we need, oh God, and everything, oh God, that the cup, oh God, that the blood will do for us. Father God, I thank you now that even in this moment that mindsets have shifted as a result of this episode. I thank you, God, that somebody is running toward the blood, that they're trying to figure out how often they can take the blood, that they're going to be drinking the blood, oh God, so that they can be cleansed, so that they can be renewed new. They can be restored. Yes, God. I thank you, Lord, for the healing power that is in the blood. I thank you, God, that the blood can heal cancer, that the blood can heal diabetes, that the blood can heal sickle cell, that the blood, oh God, can heal high blood pressure, that the blood, oh God, can heal and clear skin conditions. Yes, Lord, that the blood, oh God, can, can restore blood cells. God, yes, Lord. I thank you, God, that the blood, Lord, can, can grow limbs. Thank you, God. I thank you, Lord, that the the power in the blood oh god can restore us oh god from places of depression from places of anxiety from places oh god of darkness yes god i thank you god that the that the blood brings light into our lives i thank you lord that the blood oh god has everything we need everything we need oh Lord is in the cup is in the blood and Father God I thank you now God for what you're doing through the blood I thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for us oh God Lord to die for our sins and Father God we know that every time we come Lord every time we come seeking forgiveness and repentance oh God that you wipe us clean Lord thank you for washing us clean we surrender to you oh God We give you full control, oh God. We give you the glory. God, I thank you now, God, that even as we begin to create new norms and new ways of communion with you, oh God, that we become one with you, that we feel you, oh God, that we understand and we feel your tangible presence, Lord. And that every time we take communion in remembrance of you, we know, God, that you have already gone before us. Woo! Have your way, Lord have your way, God, have your way. God, I feel you. Thank you, Lord. Have your way, Lord, as we commune with you. Lord, I thank you for peace. God, I thank you that you are Jehovah Shalom, and I thank you that peace is in the cup as well. Father, have your way in our lives and through our communion. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you again for tuning in. I am so excited about what God is doing in the lives of everyone that is connected to spirituality. It is because of you that this podcast is prosperous. Speaking of prosperous, if you would like to sow a seed into spirituality or Dr. Latonya Moore, feel free to send it via Cash App at the Dr. Moore. That's at T-H-E-D-R-M-O-O-R-E. I appreciate you so much for joining this journey with me. So follow the journey by hitting subscribe, share the podcast, and follow me on Instagram at the Dr. Moore. You can also hit me up in my Gmail. Just send me an email at drlatonyamoore at gmail.com. If you are a faith-based entrepreneur, listen, I would love to partner with you. Send me a message and let's connect. This is about to be
1: epic.